did you truly put <laughs> your cigarette the, through your spacer? That was the goal. And then I stopped once I could get my cigarette through. That is such a punk image. <laughs> did, did you ever hold it through your spacer and then have someone drag on it? Oh, that's now so I'm going to have to stretch them again. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it all over again. This is You Made Me Queer, the show where queer people spend the company's entire annual event budget to hire an ABBA tribute band because nothing can revitalize your fractured company culture like the bass drum before the chorus of Chikatita. It is so good. That, that starts the pulse of a dead person, of a straight-up corpse. Can you hear it in your mind right now? And if you disagree, you can take it up with HR Malcolm. I'm talking to you. That's right. Every episode, I invite a fantastic 2S LGBTQIA plus guest to point the finger of blame at who and or what made them queer. Uh, it probably relates to ABBA at some point. I think I've talked about ABBA before on the show. I discovered ABBA when my parents bought ABBA Gold. That was like the big uh, compendium issued in the 90s because at that time that's you couldn't get I don't think ABBA was on CD at that point it was on tapes and other things like that I'm, I'm, I say with no research but I remember people making a big deal about ABBA Gold all their hits together for the first time maybe there were other ABBA CDs but this was sort of the most comprehensive collection and I got real into ABBA. I listened to a lot of ABBA that summer, um, which, you know what, probably didn't hurt. It probably didn't hurt because look where I am today. If you changed anything in the butterfly effect of my life, one gentle wing flap could have sent me an entirely different direction where, you know, I became um, someone who uh, had a great education and was paid well and was um, in working in STEM. And instead, I went into the arts, the dark arts, because what other kind is there? And I could have been, and I still can be, in the ABBA of my generation. Uh, welcome back. Thank you to everyone who may have voted for You Made Me Queer in the Canadian Podcast Awards, People's Choice Award. As of the time of this record, it has just closed. So thank you so much. Again, it's an honor just to be nominated, really. And do I care if I win? No. Because that award shelf is already sparkling with, you know, the trust of my peers. I don't need accolades when I have the trust of my peers. Uh, on that note, I did receive a lot of mail for mispronouncing Brene Brown's name in last week's intro. Uh, in my excitement, what I think I said Bren Brown, maybe? It's not important, anyway. That we'll see how that plays out in court because she is not thrilled about that. Miss Brown uh, apparently, you know, just lets it all roll off her back until it gets litigious, and then she's uh, she's quite stern. 
But more on that as we go on. Let's jump into today's episode because this one was one of the greats. Every now and then I hop into a Zoom call with a guest. Often that's when we're meeting for the first time. Maybe I've been through their PR handler or a couple emails or something like that. But we're kind of just dropped into the room and we got to find a vibe in the dark. And I'll tell you what, finding a vibe with today's guest takes about one millisecond and you got it. And she cooks the whole time through because my guest today is Lauren Deborah. Lauren is someone right away. I was like, can you can you be the guest of You Made Me Queer? Can you keep coming back and can I be friends with you? Um, pull me up. Take me. Raise all boats, Lauren Deborah. Take me with you. This is like infectious energy that comes through in every photo I've seen of Lauren. Certainly in my call with Lauren. Uh, listening back to this episode, it I think in future generations it will replace batteries, all batteries, uh, maybe electricity generators in an emergency, in a flood-like situation. They will just uh, bring Lauren in in a kind of like a helicopter. They won't have to drop her down. She'll just kind of look, peer over the edge of the helicopter's uh, uh, open door. They all have, why do they always have open doors? Anyway, she will peer out. She will emit enough energy to solve whatever problem is happening. Of that, I'm confident. And of that, you will soon find out because guess what? We're about to chatter on. Lauren's also from Australia, which for anyone familiar with um, Koala brand sodas, which was something we had available at Price Club, which was the predecessor to Costco in Canada, when I was a child, really felt like an international handshake. It really felt like we were like hands across America, across the world uh, through that koala soda. And I thought between that and Paul Hogan and Olivia Newton-John, I think Australia is where it's at. And Lauren continues that trend. She's she's the uh, natural heir to koala soda. How do you like that, Lauren? Okay, so let's jump into Lauren's uh, truncated bio. Lauren is a writer and a podcaster. She hosts the wonderful show, My Dad Stole My Limelight, uh, a podcast about coming out. So put that together with My Dad Stole My Limelight and you have the fantastic premise of that. We love a gay dad on this show. Uh, Lauren also writes the Substack Hi Lauren Debra, which you can check out and subscribe to at Hi Lauren Debra with an H dot Substack dot com. It is fantastic. She's a very talented writer. And in fun fact about Lauren, fun fact from an interview I found online, uh, something she remembers to this day without effort is her high school boyfriend's birthday. They dated for five days. She was 15, and um, his birthday was his motocross number. Motocross. Is that like the little, zoo, 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 the little like uh, motorbikes? They jump over little dirt ramps and things. That's the kind of guy I would have wanted to date when I was 15. And I probably silently followed until he uh, was deeply uncomfortable. And that's a special little way I flirt and carry forward to this day. But anyway, he's not in this episode. Lauren is on this episode. She is a straight up delight. Lauren is good people. I loved talking with Lauren. I would do it again in a minute. So please enjoy this conversation. Crack open a koala brand soda and sip on this, uh, you punks. 
welcome to You Made Me Queer, the sweet dream that is Lauren Debra. You made me queer! <laughs> you come out of the box ready to go. I'm ready. I'm always ready. I'm always on. <laughs> Always on, you got a soundbite. This is, and I've only, like, you know, I've listened to the pod and I've seen videos of you, but even from a still photo, there, you have an energy that is like, you, I can sense it. Oh my gosh. I, I hope it's a good energy. <laughs> That's very sweet. <laughs> like your energy is terrible and I can sense it even from your photo. <laughs> That's right. I wanted to set the tone and be like, I don't like your energy. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. I like you just oh, as you so are. Oh, so kind. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. This is, I'm like hearing your voice and seeing your face because I listen to the pod <laughs> and it's very, very exciting for me. <laughs> thank you. This is a, the pleasure is all mine and podcast listeners cannot see this, but Lauren is wearing like a chain earring that I'm kind of entranced by. <laughs> thank you so much. It comes in a pair, but who needs that? You know? Asymmetrical is the way to go, right? <laughs> Queers yeah. just wear one. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Where did you get it? Oh, no. I got it on Amazon. <laughs> oh, no. Happy Amazon Prime Day to all I those who know. celebrate. I know. Isn't that terrible? I don't. In my defense, I do not have an Amazon account, but an employer for Christmas gave me a $100 Amazon gift card, and you don't not use that. <laughs> So I got some jewelry. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I'm in possession of a, I did this focus group and I got paid in an Amazon gift card. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can't use it anywhere but Amazon. So right? what do I do? What Did you use it? I haven't used it yet. It's just, I keep going in the store. It's hilariously just for the US store too. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. I know, which is like bank. So I go in and I'm like, you think of what you could have. And I kind of just like, it's the way I behave in a real store. I kind of just poke around, uh -huh. convince myself I don't need anything and then leave. Yeah, perfect. That, yeah, that's usually, okay. There's another person that has given me stuff for Amazon and that's how I've treated it. I've had it since, gosh, <laughs> probably a million year. And they're like, hey, did you use that thing? I'm like, working on it working on it's, it <laughs> I'm worried. yeah there's gonna be one moment when you're like i need a thing and i can only order it from amazon exactly What's exactly <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's gonna be an earring it's gonna, it's be, a gonna be an earring. earrings where you only use one of them <laughs> that's right and somehow it'll be like sustainable and responsibly uh, constructed absolutely Yes, absolutely. I just got off a, a workshop that was about co-ops, yes. which was beautiful and inspiring. So this is quite... <laughs> I know. This, there's a dichotomy here. Yeah. Here's my idea. You and I both hold tight until the workers overthrow Amazon. And yes. then when we use the gift certificate, they'll be reaping the benefits. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to hang tight till 2075. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never using my gift card. That's right. <laughs> Don't buy me an Amazon gift card. Buy it for a bookshop, a local bookshop. Come on. <laughs> I know. Should we burn it in protest? It's digital. Yeah. We can't even burn it. Also, I have been, you're the right person to talk to. I've been on the fence about piercing one ear. Okay. Should I do it? Yes. I, okay. I mean, in my opinion, yes. yes. I have four in this ear and two in this one. And I... I remember being 16 and on like our summer break in Australia for school and mm -hmm. coming back after summer break with two more in this year. So it was like four and two. And I was like, 
trying to be an emo and I was like, look how cool I am. Like my earrings did not look like this. I had like tiny little spaces in the front ones and I probably had like oh, bats cute. or something in the others. But yeah. I was like, do you see how tough I am? Like this one touched cartilage. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts so much. It hurts so much. Look at these tiny little stretches in my ears. They're the size of cotton buds. Do you see how I can fit my cigarette through it? Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. a vibe. Did you truly put <laughs> your was, cigarette through your spacer? That was the goal. And then I stopped. Once I could get my cigarette through. I don't smoke <laughs> anymore. Just so everyone knows, smoking is bad. But I... I was, I was an angry teen who needed to be seen. <laughs> Which we're going to talk about, but that is such a punk image. Did, <laughs> did you ever hold it through your spacer and then have someone drag on it? Isn't oh, that now so I'm going to have to stretch them again. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it all over again. <laughs> I know. And I just talked to someone who's, who had a piercing and it closed. So I know it's a lot of work to like go back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dilation. Yes. My, the ones that I had stretched, despite them not being like overly large are look like little bum holes. Like they're oh. tiny little donuts or something. <laughs> I have to wear larger studs and stuff like hide and I can still get a cotton bud through them. <laughs> Again, That's, they didn't close why? completely. Why? Not a cigarette. <laughs> What's the test moment when you're like putting the cotton bud through? Is it oh, to clean a, it? Oh gosh. No, it's just like if I'm changing an earring and I'm like, oh, could I do this? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think I could. <laughs> I get it. And this, I'm going to seize this segue, which is sometimes you push yourself across a boundary because uh, in the moment it feels like what you should do, you want an extra hole in your ear. You want to put a cigarette <laughs> or even a cigar through your ear. It feels oh right in the moment. But then you look back and you see you, you were being seduced and goaded on yeah. by forces beyond your will. And of course, Lauren, you know now that that is how we became queer monsters. A hundred percent. hundred percent. The old cigarette through the ear hole. So that's why I've called you here all the way from Australia. Yes. You know, via a few other places on the way. Yeah. Tell me and my listeners once and for all, who and or what made you queer? Oh my goodness. I've thought about this a lot listening to other people on this podcast. And I, you know, I think there are ultimately a few things and one that just came to me while we were talking about the ear stretching. So maybe I'll just, because that's like a revelation <laughs> is that my high school best friend, no longer my best friend. We had a fallout probably because I was in love with her. That oh. part I kind of figured out, oh. but she had stretched ears. And oh. so I had to stretch my ears and she was a cool emo girl. So I became a cool emo girl. So shout out to the presumably straight girl who broke my heart. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so how old were you? Should we start there? Yeah, 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 yeah. But we can go back too, because I have other, I have other. You take me anywhere you want. So where are we? How old were you? Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. I was 16 when I was stretching my ears, but I had known this girl. <laughs> I like that. So you timestamp, you're like, how big were my ear holes? Yeah. <laughs> I was 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Such an age, you yes. know? Um, but this girl and I had known each other since we were probably 10. We were in girl guides together. Do you have girl guides? Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Her mom was one of the leaders. Okay. Cause in the U S I'm from Canada in the U S we had boy scouts. Yeah. But in Canada, we had something called beavers. Uh-huh. So, oh my gosh, that's so Canadian. It's so that's Canadian. <laughs> so, so I was a beaver. And true to form for my childhood years, I was in it for maybe two months before I quit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't like being told what to do. But anyway, <laughs> the point is I know what girl guides are. So her mom was a 
the leader was one of the lead yeah yeah i remember her mom being one of the leaders i don't think i was in girl guides girl guides that long either i do remember going on one trip with them and we went to like an aquarium but other than that i don't remember a lot about girl guides so okay, that's fair i don't think i lasted long either do you sell cookies there too in australia they probably did but i don't remember ever doing that okay you know what you no because i the first time i ate girl guide cookies was in america like as an oh. adult i don't i think that's a Ooh, i wonder if they have them now they're missing out if not they're delicious they're so good yeah they're so and it's good. so smart like sales 101 it's scarcity because you can well i think you can buy them all year now okay. but hey. when we were kids you could just get them when the girls were hawking their shill wow yeah. and you were like i gotta stock up because i don't know when i'm gonna get these again who knows you were at the whim of the girls and and they were coming to your door is that is that how it worked they'd knock on people's houses to sell them because you're like well when are they going to come to me i think it was like they come to your door or it's like uh -huh. church basement kind of vibe which really you know like the u.s thrives on like certain windows where child labor is really you know prized and that's one right. of them <laughs> <laughs> yes. put these kids to work yeah yeah sell some cookies yeah. uh oh my gosh no we didn't have those okay Maybe we baked but no no unfortunately not and where in Australia was this? This was in a small town a little north of Sydney. The closest city was Sydney, but it was, you know, four hours drive from there. So sure. a small town north of there. I went to school, oh my goodness, in a place called Warhope, which I have not lived in for a very long time. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're really okay. clear about that. <laughs> because the people who still live there that have always lived there, I shouldn't say all of them, but the majority of them, you know, married their high school sweethearts and and never left you know it's that vibe well good for them sure and so okay sure so they're it's, happy. it's like small town <laughs> is it sort of like uh like what's the main industry there oh gosh well um <laughs> the one of the girl god cookies the yeah girl god cookies <laughs> one of the attractions in this town is called timber town and it is an amusement park because warhope was like the first settlement was was that's what it was and the train goes through there it used to be the major city it is no longer timotown is still there it is the town that used to exist but now it's an amusement wow. park my cousin and i went there last year to relive our childhood fantasy of like school trips to timotown and it was does it hold up no it was devastating <laughs> it was oh, so, no. like thank goodness we have a great time together and could just entertain each other but oh my gosh like they have little houses set up that are there to, you know, like make you feel like you're in the 1800s and they're just covered in leaves and dust and <laughs> spider webs and there's no one working. And my childhood, my my older sister's first job was at the candy store, like hard boiled candy and ice cream. And she dressed up like they gave them outfits and made them look the part. And we went there and it was closed. And there was one person with a barbecue making sausage sandwiches like oh, was, oh no <laughs> covid got them bad is, oh is i bet said. i, I have bet. a i have a feeling it might have been you know they were already kind of <laughs> teetering on the edge everyone had gone a bit feral yeah i have a big thing though for abandoned amusement parks or like amusement parks past their prime yeah well you should go to timtown are you saying timber town like timber town timber okay like, i'm sorry yeah yeah no that's my accent timber like like wood. I, first i thought you said tim tams and i was like oh that my sounds gosh, delicious that would be so australian and amazing <laughs> tim tam town <laughs> oh my gosh i want to i want to go to tim tam town we I should want start it to exist that so bad let's do it let's, have okay. you ever done it okay well we're getting so off topic but i need to know if you've ever done a tim tam slam yeah and for folks and correct me if i'm wrong i think that's when you bite off either end and then you drink something through it like a 
straw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now here's my return question. Coffee. Oh, mm. so delicious. Have you ever bit the end off either side of a Tim Tam and then put it through your ear? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Add that to my bucket list. That's, that's right. so great. Now that's Australian, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, I need to do that. Oh my God. So Tim, Tim Town and Wahope not yeah thriving that's the vibe yeah i went to a small very small catholic school oh this boy. girl went to a different school she went to the public school but we got to know each other at, at girl guides and then when we got to high school we went to the same high school together and uh yeah i stretched my ears i mm. dyed my hair black i got a side fringe part yeah. i started listening to different music i went to like concerts at the indoor skate park and like rocked out to in the mosh pit none of that is me but that's what she did oh, so bless. you know adult lauren is very aware of what was happening <laughs> but that's one of the ways you show affection at well at least for some folks for me at that age when you're like your identity is pretty malleable yeah. especially if you're like finding your footing totally one of the ways you show love is kind of like uh, this sounds weird kind of trying to become the person you like the most Truly, truly. And I was really bad at it. Like she was oh. really cool. She she had great taste in music. All the boys thought she was great. She had really cool t-shirts. She was beautiful. And I distinctly remember going to one of these like emo, cool, hardcore concerts in a baby blue dress that had flowers all over it. Oh, and being so like, this cute. is fine. <laughs> this is right. I look like one of y'all, right? <laughs> yeah, but I put on black leather boots. So that's cool. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Mm. I remember in real quick, when I was in grade nine, which is our first year of high school, mm-hmm. I was, I liked N- No Doubt, who at the time were kind of ska. Uh-huh. And I sort of like, I had a skateboard, but I didn't know how to use it. Like okay. <laughs> kind of that vibe. Yes. And so I think as I met these new kids at school, they're like, oh, you're kind of like a weird, not athletic sort of skater, like wannabe punk yeah. in a very tame way. But then we had our first school <laughs> dance, which was a much music video dance party, which was so like great. our MTV. Yes. So great. Oh yeah, you're in Canada now, so you know. Yeah, I've I've watched reruns. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. So this was coming <laughs> and I was like, I got it. This is my chance, because it was a Catholic school and we wore a uniform. Mm-hmm. My first chance to wear my clothes and show people like my style. <laughs> Yes. And so I dressed up, but my brother, who was three years older, was like, you can't wear that to a dance. You need to look cool. Okay. So he lent me his clothes and I went to this dance wearing a Tommy Hilfiger polo and pleated khakis and I think loafers. Oh, bless you. And I was like, look, I'm in (laughs) high school, everyone. And I remember like a good chunk of those skater kids didn't talk to me after. Oh no. I know. What was your Oh, I'm so sorry. What was your original outfit? What would you have worn if your brother didn't say, "Hey?" Oh, that's real cute. I think it was I had these brown corduroy pants. Sick. And, yeah, real cool. <laughs> real cool. They were like baggy and then Vans shoes yeah. and then like some dumb t- super long t-shirt. Like I didn't look good. Oh my gosh, like Yeah, but you look like a skater. I li- did, which is also still funny cuz I didn't know how to skate. <laughs> Well, I used to hang out with this girl in like on the weekends. One of our main activities was hanging out in empty parking lots because the businesses were closed with her and this other boy we were friends with. And he was in love with her. 
she didn't feel the same way, but I think she really liked that he was in love with her and they both were skaters and they would skate and I'd just sit there and watch them. And that's pretty much been my love life since. <laughs> oh, I love that for you. <laughs> pretty I get good it. description of where I'm at. <laughs> just watch it, watch it go down. So take me back to girl guides and this girl. And like you, you left me, I think at a, you would go to a party where all the boys liked her, the emo concerts. Oh my gosh. We, well, when we were teenagers, we'd go to these concerts. Yeah. So she lived further out of town. So her, by this point, my family had moved closer to the next town over. And so she would stay at my house most weekends because she lived out of town yeah. and my house was a walking distance from the skate park that would have all these concerts and, you know, all the other friends. So yeah, I'd go to these concerts with her. And I even remember one night there was, <laughs> there was a <laughs> band in town and this is like, you know, there's a lot of layers to this, but there's like, in hindsight, there were probably 20, mm. but they were adults to us, this of band course. of dudes who needed somewhere to stay because they're, they're a band on the road that, you know, struggling musicians. And they took a liking to me, which was new. It was new. At that point, I think I'd like gotten into the style a bit. I remember I was wearing like a little black lace dress at that Ooh. point. And like by, by then my hair was done and I was like, I'm going to be hot. And I had like a belt that was tied so tightly under like on my ribs to make it look like I had boobs. And like, I was right. like, I, all the eyeliner, all the things. And so they're like, Hey, we need a place to stay. We gave them a place to stay, but I am sure it's not what they were looking for. Wait, at your home, you invited them home? Yeah. Well, I had to check with my mom and okay. my mom, God bless my mom, who was like, okay. And like set up mattresses and the futon for like, I don't know, probably like six dudes. Yeah. And they showed up, we got home first, they packed down, they showed up and like, it was a slumber party situation. My mom <laughs> sent me and my friend and the other girl that was with us to the other room, like stay away from the boys. But she gave these boys a place to stay. And like the next day I had to go to work at like my casual job at the cinema. Yes. And they came in to my job, all these boys with like sign posters and merch and said, <sighs> thank you. And I found out they'd had Vegemite on toast and coffee with my mom that morning oh, on cool. the balcony. Like, I think they were just like, they just needed like some mom time, I think as well. So as much as they were like, we're going to go hang out with these young chicks. And they were probably hoping that like they, we drink and have sex. And I was like, yeah, I'm we're gonna going to our room and my mom is going to hang out <laughs> yeah. with you. Oh, I bet you your mom told like told people that story and everyone thought she was so cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't it was took me a long time to realize how cool that was for her. Cause like I just called her from this concert being like, Hey, can these like multiple dudes come stay at our house? And I wouldn't have taken no for an answer. Yeah. Like, good for her. Like cool. It's funny because that age gap, cool to be 16, being like 20 year old. Uh -huh. But to be the like 20, 21 one year old who's going home with a 16 year old is like yeah. danger bay, bad vibes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, fast forward, you know, this girl and I had a falling out and I saw on her MySpace, this is this is the time we're talking about, yeah. that her and the bass player of that band had been hanging out in his limousine <sighs> when she went on holiday. You got really sad. <laughs> oh, so hang on. So when you, when that was happening, were you aware you like, were you conscious of your attraction to this girl or was it sort of a subconscious? Oh, absolutely not. You knew. Absolutely oh, no, you not. weren't. Okay. No, no. And you know what? I, there were things from my childhood that alluded to this, but I had suppressed it so much. Like mm. it took me a good few more years to accept it. But yeah, it's only in hindsight that I realized that was what was happening, that I was like so wow. in love. And our falling out was because she got a boyfriend 
And she was busy one day and said, Hey, can you hang out with my boyfriend until I'm done at work? And I was like, okay. And so we like hung out for two hours and then, oh my gosh. And then he was like, I don't like you anymore. I like Lauren. And I was like, I don't like you. And then oh, she stopped no. being my friend. And like she thought you were trying to steal her boyfriend. Yeah. And in hindsight, I wanted nothing to do with him. You were so just babysitting. Everyone. I was babysitting some, like, what? He can't take care of himself for two hours? Who is oh, this guy? <laughs> Who is? Whoa. Oh, so you did. You lost everyone and you didn't. And you just wanted to be like, I don't like him. I like you. But you mm -hmm. couldn't. I could not. And I, I, I definitely wouldn't have recognized that's what was happening at the time either, but it's, it's obvious now. <laughs> and so you, you, there has been no, um, like she's gone from your life. She's gone. She's gone. You know, like we we're in the same town for a while. So I'd bump into her at nightclubs and that kind of thing, but I haven't yeah. lived in that town for a long time, but, uh, yeah. Do you think she's still in Waho? You know what? I think she might've moved to another smaller town town like a, a bigger town but still a small town was the last yeah. I heard um and no following her dreams she was no Sydney but okay. she was uh, it's last I heard she was working in a really cool barber shop like she's still very cool covered yeah. in tattoos like doing cool stuff and I'm like okay <laughs> good for <Yeah>. her <laughs> yeah I get it I get it and for folks who can't see uh Lauren's been doing this sort of stiff upper lip telling of this segment, but I'm picking <laughs> yeah. up on some vibes where you're like not quite over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think because I, I honestly didn't come into this podcast recording thinking I was going to talk about this. And now I'm like, wow. I know, let the that, spirit this move is you. you. This is you being such a fantastic host. You guided oh me my to, the, to the truth of the origin story. <laughs> Thank you. I can just pull that trauma out, just like <laughs> suck the poison from the wound, right? And then leave you with it when our time is yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Time to go. Yeah, that's the end of our time. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's you between you and your therapist, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. It's not my problem. You made me queer. You made me queer. We'll be right back. And now back to more You Made Me Queer. Um, okay, so do you want to take me before or after? Where do we go next? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Well, I can tell you a thing before, which was the thing that I actually had planned to mention, <laughs> just because it's kind of like my earliest memory of maybe inklings, I guess. And mm. it's it's funny to me in hindsight that I was maybe four or five years old, and we lived on a farm. My parents were still together at that point, so like. You know, it was a Saturday morning. My parents were still sleeping. I was often awake earlier than everyone else. And do you have siblings or was it just you? I do. I have two sisters and I'm in the middle. So everyone's mm. still asleep. And I'm like, all right, well, what am I going to do? I guess I'll just watch a movie. And I watched Ghost. I put the VHS of Ghost on <laughs> at like 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning at maybe five years old. Totally not appropriate for a five-year-old. Absolutely not. I have very vivid memories of my mom waking up. By that, I'd watched the movie. The movie was done. It's Saturday morning. It's 8.30. They're waking up. She's like, you watched Ghost? What? <laughs> what? And, you know, so many levels. I, for some reason, I was not traumatized. And I think thinking about this is because that beautiful scene where Patrick Swayze takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body mm -hmm. and then her and Demi Moore are just that is a bisexual dream. Like that made me, that made me bisexual, I think. Oh yeah. That's really interesting, right? Because it is like, and in that movie, Demi, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg hot as hell as well, but that, in hell. that scene they set up, Demi Moore, Patrick Swayze, both at their like physical prime when that movie yes. was made. 
and you are the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That scene. I didn't even think about that scene. Oh, oh my God. My that's gosh. the scene. That's the scene. But do you, oh my goodness. And you're just like, well, you molded me. You can't listen. It's, is it Unchained Melody? That's Unchained playing? Melody. Like you, you can't hear yeah. that song without getting horny now. Like that's just the rules. Which is funny because it's like on its own, not such a sexy song. But now through no. that movie, you're just like yeah. soft, supple clay hands just going everywhere. Yeah. You Oof. let you let the clay fall. Like that's the power of Oof. the Swayze. Oh my God. <laughs> the power of the Swayze. And, do, and also, and this is obviously a compliment. You have a Demi Moore haircut. Thank you so much for noticing. I took a photo of Demi Moore from Ghost when I first cut all my hair off and You're said, kidding. this is what I want. They nailed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah, 100%. It's a great day. But that's right. Oh, I'm so validated. But back to you at age four slash five, that movie is like all, for folks who don't know, Demi mm -hmm. Moore's lover dies. Yeah. And she's devastated. So it's a movie like, drenched in death and mortality but also like heavily sexual yes yes you know there's the the best friend patrick swayze's best friend who seems like an ally spoiler alert if you haven't seen ghost i'm gonna spoil it for you because you've, you've had time 50 years yeah <laughs> patrick swayze has actually passed away at this point like you need to catch up but that's true you know the best friend is like this ally he ends up being the villain but he's like hitting on Demi Moore as soon as Patrick Swayze dies and then yeah and then you've got this beautiful scene where Demi Moore is just like I don't I think she doesn't believe that Patrick Swayze's so the ghost is talking to Whoopi Goldberg I'm telling mm. you as if you haven't seen the movie again you should have <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing and Whoopi Goldberg is the psychic am I yes. right yeah. yes and she's a fraud psychic until all of a sudden she can hear Patrick Swayze oh, I that. she freaks out because she's like what is happening <laughs> So it's, there are a lot of layers. There are a lot of layers. And 90% of them are going straight over your head. Oh, 100%. There's no way I understood what that movie was about at all. Just on so many levels. Body except, except Patrick Swayze taking over Whoopi Goldberg's body and then their hands caressing and their faces and like two women. And then you're, you're I believe they're flashing between it being Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze. So it really yeah. is like this beautiful romantic threesome situation it is such a good buy template yeah, right oh my god yeah yeah i had this realization during lockdowns i think i rewatched it then and i was like oh my god because i've always had that memory of my mom being like you watched ghost so i remember <laughs> yes. that and then now in hindsight you know yeah yeah i watched ghost yeah i did you're like yeah i did and i was cranked after i had to go yeah. for like an eight hour walk yeah. just to cool off exactly <laughs> that's so funny because mine i mean maybe my life journey would have been different if i'd watched ghost at that age right. instead i remember at like age seven on a sunday afternoon watching helter skelter Oh my gosh. <laughs> dramatization of the Manson family murders. <laughs> Were you, did you do something like I did and just decide to watch that yourself or did someone put this on? No, no, it was, I was kind of like fairly self-raised okay. in some ways. So I was like, oh, this is a way to kill the time. And it's sure. like seventies, you know, a lot of like people strumming acoustic guitars and you're like, this seems like a lot of beautiful. Everyone's having fun, <laughs> no judgment. And then someone brings in a knife as they always do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my but gosh. My other one, when I was younger, I think six, I watched a cartoon called Fritz the Cat. Have you heard of this? No. Is this it's Canadian? a cartoon. No, I think it's from the US. Okay. It is a cartoon animal porn. 
What? <laughs> at my video store rented. I rented it there because it was a cartoon. And my dad's like, okay. And I watched it alone. <laughs> yeah. And I d didn't understand what was going on. And then I watched it for the second time. And an adult walked through the room and was like, hang on. <laughs> What's this? You can Google it after. But wow. It's, yeah. So Helter Skelter, Fritz the Cat was my yes. journey and you were lucky. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. You found those beauties. What, like what What a blessing. Raised what Catholic a in a fairly sheltered environment. What a blessing that I wake up early that Saturday morning, you know? Oh my God. And that's a nice like antithesis to Catholicism, which that, you know, they don't believe in psychics and things like that. It's sort of yeah. anti, and you had that. Okay, yeah. so then... That, I mean, that's such a good one. Did your siblings watch it or you were straight up alone? <laughs> I recall being entirely alone. And I also recall that conversation just being between me and my mom. Like, I'm very certain I was alone for the entire experience. Did she contextualize it for you afterwards? I don't recall that at all. I don't remember anything <laughs> else from the conversation. You yeah. know, knowing my mom, everyone did the best they could, but she probably just brushed it off because it was too too awkward for her to like, totally. let's not open that can of worms. She's too young. She'll never remember. Spoiler alert. Um, oh my God. But yeah, look, maybe it went differently in my, you know, I was so young. I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but yeah, that's, that's the only part I remember is her just being like, what? I <laughs> what love did you do? this. I and I get that tactic to be like, I'm just gonna wait and see what sticks in ten years. I'm not gonna yeah. do this now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? She'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, yeah. so um, oh my god, look at us. I could talk to you forever, and we are already kind of running out of time. So you get one more, Lauren. Choose one more juicy little peach. Oh my gosh, that made me queer. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think, you know what? I think I'm just going to go with my dad. Like God bless my dad. I keep yeah. saying God bless, but like my God is the moon. So moon bless my dad. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> very, great. Also very queer. Yeah. My dad, the basis of my podcast is mm -hmm. that my dad came out to me when I was 20 and I say that he stole my limelight. So then it wasn't till many years later that I came out because, you know, like, who's going to want to listen to me now? Like <laughs> everyone's pretty shook that our dad's got a boyfriend and, uh, you know, everyone, everyone has a lot to say about it. Like, what am I going to do with that information? So, um, did he come out to you first? He did, which is very special. Yeah. Oh. My dad and I have a, a special relationship. I was what one would call a tomboy at the, mm. in the 90s growing up. You know, I was the one on the farm in the overalls and the the rubber boots out stomping in cow poo and feeding the animals with him. Like mm -hmm. I, I was like, yeah, he's a little sidekick. So I think we've always been close for that reason. And yeah, he came out to me first and it was pretty special. Very special. Yeah. 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 So thanks for making me queer, dad. Because genuinely he like, I used to be like, you stole my limelight. And now I can be like, no, you really showed me what was possible, like the authentic path I could follow, which was really cool. That's a really rad way cute. to look at it. But <laughs> yeah, but I also honoring like, especially at 20 where you're like, this is my, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it could be like, this is my experience. This is my thing and I need to do something. And then for him to come in and do it first, I don't know, that would be hard to process. Yeah, I was, I was angry for a bit, but in hindsight, I wasn't ready. Like I sure. wasn't having those conversations. I'd, 
I had a lesbian roommate and her and her girlfriend were at the house a lot. And so I was just experiencing a lot of feelings, but I didn't know what to do with them yet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was probably good that I had that processing time, you know, to kind of wrap my head around some things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, why do you think he came into you first? I know you had a special connection, but do you think he had any inkling? No, you know, I've asked him about this and he had no idea because later on when I came out to him, he had no idea. And what's funny is that the night I came out to him, you know, it it happened. It was beautiful. And then it was later in the evening. I went and had a shower. I came back out in my pajamas, which was probably just like flannel PJs and an oversized shirt, like wet hair, no makeup. And he just goes, oh, I see it now. You look like Katie Lang. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I did it. Wow. And you're like, that's a high compliment because she's Thanks. royalty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. I think, I think it was our relationship and I think it was proximity as well. He and I had both moved to Sydney at that point. So we spent okay. a lot of time together. Um, So I was the first, when he was ready to come out, I was the first family member around as well. So yeah. 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 Wow. And then how did, I mean, and were you able to, or okay have you been able to take advantage (laughs) of that or did you at the time is like now I have this queer role model or was he a bit too close um I think it's grown over time it's definitely grown where I can talk to him more openly now but um that side of the family aren't necessarily open with their emotions and I'm slowly trying to slowly trying to open that up you know like come on we can talk about things so as a blogger and a podcaster and a sub stacker you're like let's overshare (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anything, anything. Um, Yeah. So slowly, but surely, but I think just with growing up as well myself that I'm, you know, not, not so much main character syndrome a little bit still, of course, (laughs) that I can, I can see how different our experiences were and how privileged I am in comparison that, you know, maybe he stole my limelight is how I want to see it, but he hid who he was for decades. And that's something I never had to do. So yeah, I've been really fortunate. That's so brave, right? And like to be, Mm -hmm. I mean, and you are my guest, your dad is not my guest. So you are my (laughs) main character. But to do that with, you know, having been married and with children, and I assume growing up in a pretty heteronormative dynamic. Yeah, that's a big I mean, do you think he'd watch Ghost? Oh my gosh. You know what? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> he would. Heck yeah. He would. <laughs> I bet he loves it. I bet he loves it. And you know what? He can have a romantic side too. So I think he'd probably like, this is such a beautiful movie. I could see that oh happening. Oh my God. Yeah. I have to rewatch it now after this yeah, call. No, I do also. I feel like at one point I had the three of them, the three characters as like my phone wallpaper, you know, yeah. obviously more recent years, not when I was yeah. five. But yeah, I think they really made an impact on me. Oh <laughs> Thruple goals. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I bet you like everyone's local community center that year had like a spike in ceramics um, enrollment for classes. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And All the, the Righteous singles. Brothers record sales went through the roof. Oh my God, the Venn diagram. It's like, bam, if only they could have harnessed it. Like the live concert was just ceramicists. Across yes. <laughs> an arena stage. <laughs> the we can make it happen. Wild. Let's Put it make out it the happen. Universe. Let's manifest it. After we start our um our Tim Tam theme park. Yes. That will be the <laughs> opening night. This will be the concert. I love it. <laughs> we're gonna we have it's a niche demographic weird. and we're fine with it. Yes. Yeah. People who love it are gonna really love it. <laughs> the slogan is it's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tim Tam world. Um, okay, so, oh bless, you're great. So before I let you go, and I don't want to, would you like to play a game? Oh my gosh, I would love to. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank God, this game is called Queer, Queerer, Queerist. Queerer, Queerist! Lauren, I'm going to give you three things. Your job is to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why. Okay, okay. Okay, and I wrote this down before we spoke. Can you can you wait? Thing number one, Girl Scout cookies. No way. Okay. I'm not kidding. Wait, don't answer. <laughs> Thing number two, Velcro anything. Velcro shoes, <laughs> Velcro okay. jackets. Okay. Thing number three, the prehistoric nomadic group known as hunter-gatherers. Oh my gosh. Okay, well. All hunter-gatherers. Wow. Ooh. You have one minute. Okay, the hunter gatherers, I think, are, are they're just going to be queer. I think that okay. queer, queer, <laughs> queer things happen there, but who am I to say, you know? And, and it's, it's lost really, to time. Yeah, it's really, it's lost to time. And it's really because I want to talk about the other two. So it's Velcro <laughs> and Girl Guy Cookies. Yeah. I'm going to go next Girl Guy Cookies. Wow. Yeah. Because like all the girls are hanging out. That's pretty queer. Like, there's sleepovers there's camps i've been there <laughs> you know i i was never allowed to be alone with a boy but i went on a lot of girls sleepovers in my childhood and let me God tell you bless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yes and you know the camaraderie uh, and the achievement of, of selling the girl guide cookies like that's that's early days feminism i'm, I'm all for oh, it like let's that. do it okay. Let, let's do it and then i never would have known i would have picked this but velcro anything is queerest wow purely based on Helen Hunt in uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun when she's on the school bus <laughs> yes. oh and rips her uniform apart and she's like Velcro, the greatest invention and just ends up looking like a very, very cool lesbian. Yes, <laughs> Helen Hunt, Sarah Jessica Parker and who's yes. the third one? Oh, oh gosh, Shan Shannon Doherty, like very oh my young God. Shannon oh Doherty. My God. Oh my gosh, a dream. Another a dream thruple scenario. <laughs> Such a thruple scenario. Okay, so let me check your marks because I am elated and <laughs> correct. 100%, Lauren, you are in fact a queer person. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell my dad. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to lose his mind. Thank you so much. Oh my I will God, wear this, this... badge with honor. <laughs> it's yours it'll be in the mail uh five to six weeks Excellent. thank you this was a joy absolute joy such a you joy. are a dynamo i cannot wait to see what earrings you are wearing the next time we cross paths <laughs> yes and before i let you go anything you want to plug Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Uh, my podcast, My Dad Stole My Limelight, it's about coming out um, and Trevor will be a guest. So look out for <gasps> that. I'm so excited. And um, my Substack, yeah, it's just laurendebra.substack.com where I am a chronic oversharer and write. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of my queer history. The story about the band is in depth in one of my past yes. Substacks. So. <laughs> all right, go do some assigned reading. Yeah. Read all of that. And God damn bless you. I was very queer when this conversation started and talking to you has made me queer than ever. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Trevor. This has been a delight. Mwah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank bye you. Bye. Bye. Queer, 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 queer. Well, that is our show, Lauren. Thank you so much. What a dream. Uh, as always, you can email me at the show at youmademequeer at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It is our final season. We want to go out miscongeniality, and you can't do that without reviews. 
or ratings. So get on it if you love us. And cue credits. You Made Me Queer is created and produced by me, Trevor Campbell. Our editor is Harlow Castillo. Our theme song is by Critty. For more of our music, check out lavenderbruisers.bandcamp.com. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at You Made Me Queer. New episodes of You Made Me Queer come out every Thursday. And from the bottom of my big bent heart, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer. And it's your fault.